rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. I don't care where you came from, don't care much where you've been. I don't give a damn about what they say. I'm really one to judge, try not to hold a grudge, even if you rub me the wrong way. For there's more to life than we will ever know, and more sides to truth than life could ever show. Some tell me I'm a fool to hold out my hand to everyone, every time and risk the fall. Don't tell me that I sin just because I look within. Singing the same songs Yes, there's more to this Than we will ever know And more sides to truth Than life could ever show Don't tell me I'm a fool To reach out my hand To everyone Every time and risk the fall I've opened up my heart Many times I've chased her down the lane Walked away both proud and tall Been thrown out about two foot small And I'm still burning from the flame Yes, there's more to love than we will ever know And more signs to truth than life ever show So don't tell me I'm a fool To reach out my hand To everyone Every time And risk the fall To everyone Every time And risk the fall To everyone Every time And risk the Alright, welcome everybody. My name is Blake Clayton and you're listening to the song Inside and Out, uh, produced by IBWIP. And uh, this is a new venture for us. It's the first episode ever and there's nobody I would rather have on the first episode of the song Inside and Out than my friend James Honeycutt. James, welcome to the show. Thanks, buddy. I'm honored, man. Uh, we've known each other for a long time and uh, your songs have always... Um, had uh, a, a deeper meaning or they uh, they've been inspirational and and that's what i want people to get out of this podcast and is is just seeing songs in a different way or finding out about their favorite songs and so i really appreciate uh you being on the show the uh song that we played um is risk the fall and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight so um I, I, let's start with the 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 for the guitar nerds out there right what what chords are on that guitar, uh, song? Um, musically, it's pretty basic. Uh, it's like a G, D, E minor, C, I think. 
or maybe maybe it goes back up to D. I think those are the only chords in the song, though, and then I just kind of walk around the basic chords of G, D, E, and C. I walk some root note, notes around, like some bass notes around, and then on when I'm doing the D chord, I end up doing some like more like higher register notes around that, sure. which I, I couldn't explain what chords they are because I'm not that knowledgeable, but... It basically, it, I'd say G, D, E minor, and C are like the four basic chords. I think that's it to the song. So, at its at its root, it's a pretty simple song musically. Now, um, when you how long ago did you write the song? Let me think here. I think it was spring of two thousand nine. So, like six years ago. Six years ago, and um, and I, before we go into the actual song, like your writing process. Um, as a songwriter, I mean, some songwriters, you know, carry around a notebook all the time and they write stuff down. Some people, you know, they, they just jot stuff on pieces of paper. What is kind of, what is your songwriting process? Um, that's a good question, man. It, it varies. I know, I know people that have a very specific way of doing things. Um, you know, they write the lyrics or the music first or they just have the feeling and it just kind of flows out. I'm kind of one of those D all of the above kind of guys because I... I like to have something close to me to write with, like I have a notebook with me, um, or I put ideas on my phone. My phone's full of partial lyrics and partial songs and stuff. And sometimes uh, songs, they come that way. Other times, you know, I've had songs that, man, there's, there's songs I'm working on that I started writing 20 to 30 years ago. Wow. And then there's other songs, uh, like One Last Kiss, which is on my first album, along with Risk the Fall, that song... The entire writing process took less than 10 minutes. It wow. literally just kind of popped out of me, and I recorded it. And what you hear on the album is that first take. Oh, wow. And I just added some banjo to it. So there, there are songs that are like 20 to 30 years in the making that I'm still working on. And then you got songs like that that literally it's like it was just written, and it just kind of you know, channeled into me somehow. So it's kind of, I don't really have a set way. Um, I do write a lot of lyrics, so I think I probably do more melody and lyric than as far as coming up with the cool guitar part and then sure. adding lyrics to it. I think the lyric and the melody uh, tends, tend to lead me more more oftentimes than the music. But sure. yeah, it's kind of, sorry, that's a discombobulated answer, but it's <laughs> kind of, you know, sure. I think each song is a little different, you know. Sure. Now, uh, for Risk the Fall, um, you know, what what inspired you to write it? I mean, what were you going, what was, what was something that was going on in your life that, you know, that brought this song out? Because I know, you know, I've talked to a lot of guys that write songs, and it doesn't necessarily have to be always be autobiographical, of course, but um, events in people's lives are really what kind of trigger a lot of songs. What Can you kind of describe how Risk to Fall came to be? Risk to Fall, I think, I think it's a combination of a couple of different things. It was uh, kind of the feeling I was getting doing my first solo album, because All By My Lonesome was my first actual, like, quote-unquote, James Honeycutt album, you know, mm-hmm. that I wasn't with the band. So I was kind of taking a chance with that. Um, it was a thing, too, because I'd played in bands for 20-some-odd years, and to play solo, uh, when I first started doing that, in the late 90s, I think, when I first started playing solo, you know, it was kind of intimidating. Mm. So it was kind of conveying that feeling, and also what, what literally... Uh, inspired the song the idea for the song was a friend of mine actually asked me to write a song for um, a radio thing he was doing at the time a friend of mine named Sly he lives in San Antonio, Texas um, basically writing a, a, a theme song that kind of conveyed helping each other out kind of thing and I right. thought man 
what what would be good for that and i and i thought of i guess like a just just kind of breaking down the barriers i i, I thought of the barriers that kind of stand between us in in our in our lives and how we define ourselves and how we, it kind of creates a lot of problems i thought like uh you know where we come from nationality we get hung up on that so that's like kind of the I don't care where you came from. That's basically what that's saying. It's not saying screw you. It's saying right. it doesn't matter where we came from. We're here, and let's let's kind of be on an equal playing field, you know. And uh, I think the second line was kind of like me with my religious background too. Just basically that you know not to judge each other on that either. And um, and then the last one is about relationships and taking that chance, risking that fall and falling, but you know continuing to get back up from it so i it's i think that's i looked at it from the barriers of uh how we define ourselves you know kind of like class politics religion and relationships sure. and stuff and that's i think what the basically what the three verses of the song are trying to convey yeah and, that's and a good question man i've never no one's ever asked me that so <laughs> I, i'm like wait how, what is the song <laughs> <laughs> well you know in in what i like you said i, I you know there it is kind of it has the same premise throughout the whole song, but there are three different, um, you know, streets. You're going down three different streets, but and you end up at the same at the end. You know what I mean? All, all, yeah, totally. All, you know, you have you have people that you meet and and the, and how you how you treat others, you know, and the relationships you have with friends and, and and family and such. But then, you know, having you know the relationship part of it as well, um, you know, they they kind of intertwine, and so you're. The what the song conveys to me is, you know, it's it's kind of across the board. Totally, I, that that's yeah, totally, and that's I think that's what I was trying to convey too is that that's the common theme. You know, like take that chance, keep your heart open, go for it, live your life. Don't let any of those scenarios or any other scenario stand in the way of you being who you are and being loved and loving other people. You know, um, mm -hmm. being open. I, I think that's that's what the general theme of the song is: is to remain open and, you know, treat each other as equals. And why do you think that the song has become such a a fan favorite? Like, you know, um, people always want to hear that song along with a couple of the other ones. You know, why do you think people gravitate to that song? You know, I I think I think it's exactly what we're talking about, man. Um, it's funny because, like, when you asked me about the musically the song. Musically, it's one of the simplest songs I've ever written, and it's not like my favorite song I've written musically. But as far as the content and what that message, it's probably lyrically, and the theme to it, it's the song that I would hope I would be, if I were to be remembered by one song at this point in my life, I would hope it was that one, because I think it's a very powerful, timeless, and positive theme that, you know, when we all take the moment to kind of breathe and sit down and relax and you know, kind of get out of the chaos of the day, we we can agree on that, that that's, that's where it's at, that we're in this together. And I think that that's, that's probably why people, I, I think that's probably my favorite song of most people that, that like, you know, like my sure. stuff. And I think that's why. I think that it, it, it taps into something that we all know when we take the time to kind of breathe the moment and think about it, you know? Sure. And I think, you know, when you, when you have an audience or, and, you know, you have an audience at a show, um, it, they're all there for the same reason, and then you know that song kind of just says, "Hey, let's all you know, let's all get along, and you know, don't be an asshole." <laughs> totally, that's we're there to have fun and have a good time. We're there together. So, what what drives you as a songwriter? 
you know, um, that's a good question, and it's a it's an ever evolving um, answer, I think, as well. Um, I don't know. I think when I first started writing, it was just something I had to get out of me, like a creative kind of passion. Sure. And I think that's still there for sure, you know, because I, I definitely create music that I like hearing and enjoy playing. So I think it's selfish at its core in that sense, like creatively. But um, I think starting, it was about 20 years ago, actually, I, I was in a band called Misery Seed. And I think that's really when I first started writing songs that were kind of like List of the Fall, that had a how I felt and had a, a positive intent behind them. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to accomplish sure. something more than just stroke my ego being in a band, you right. know. And um, now it's it's become even more so that way. I think I have, I have conscious thought and intent with everything I write. I want it to have a good effect on people, you know. There's right. even if the music sounds dark, I want it to uh, to be to be a light in that darkness because there's there's enough stuff out there that's just screw this, screw that, and you know. There's enough party songs out there, um, you know, to bring us together in a healthy way, you know, I want, I want, I want to be healing, transcendent kind of music, because I, you know, we all need that, we, and that's, to me, that's my favorite thing about music and art, is that it can touch your heart, and, and kind of cleanse you in a way, and that's, I want what I write to have a very therapeutic and healing effect on the people that listen to it, you know, and then if they like the music, I don't care what they think of me as a guitar player or a singer necessarily, that's cool if people enjoy that, to think I'm good at that, but that's what I want the most, to, to be known for is that what i'm saying is real and that it's you know it has a positive intent behind it and and you know we there's not a lot of positivity in the world nowadays and so you know y- your music and then you know just spending time with you i i i except if you're if you're trying to watch a star wars promo video other than that <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> In you know, with with the Facebook posts every you know every day, you're you're, you're trying to convey love and 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 uh, you know acknowledge that. Are there sometimes where you know, I mean, obviously you can't be happy and you can't be positive all the time. How do you how do you kind of step around those times when 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 you when you have those? Um, you know, that's that's a good question too, and I like I like your wording on stepping around. I think what I used to do is step around those times um, because I think that's our tendency. We we tend to jump or run or hide or try and mask or medicate the things we don't like in our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I definitely stepped around things that didn't make me happy for a long time to the tune of almost killing myself with alcohol. And uh, now I don't really step around it. I've just, uh, I guess, I think that the trick is learning how to feel comfortable when you're uncomfortable or learning how to feel happy and good about life when things that aren't maybe, things that are kind of sad or not as, uh, not as good feeling are going on. And uh, I'm becoming more and more, uh, what's the word? I think I'm becoming more and more um, adept at doing that mm. to where um, not letting what's going on like define how I feel necessarily. Sure. Not that I don't care, um, not that I don't hurt when things hurt, but I just have a much quicker reset um, to going back to not hurting than I used to have. Mm-hmm. And also um, learning to carry those things in my heart, like loving and caring always, but not necessarily letting it weigh on my mind or my body the way I used to, not stewing it around and letting it, you know, right. let, letting that anger stew in my head. So, in, in yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have hard times just like anybody. I'm, I'm just a human being, and... Uh, 
but yeah, it's like I, I I remain. I think I remain positive almost all the time. You know, even even if it's if stuff is really you know really difficult to deal with, or there's just a seems like a firestorm of negativity going around. I've learned how how to remain calm and be more anchored and positive with that. You know, not not not. And you know what? If if nothing else, um, just not fuel it. You know, if I, if I am feeling down or it's getting to me or I'm pissed or irritated with how people are acting or what's going on, learning that maybe that's not the best time to send someone a, a text message <laughs> or, or call them or, or blast it out on Facebook. You know right, what I mean? Right. Kind of sometimes just be quiet. That can not doing anything can can do a lot sometimes. You know? Yeah. Do you and, and do you think that you know? teaching yourself to you know because obviously you you have to train yourself to to be like that you know it doesn't just totally. turn on is it do you kind of it's like kind of like muscle memory i mean you have to train yourself to do it and then it becomes less difficult to like you said you know you know turn you know turn it off and, and you know uh you know you have to train yourself to do it and then once you've gotten that there it's it's kind of like second nature Totally, man, I, and I, I like that you keyed in on that, too, because it is, it's like anything, it's like honing a craft, you know, I think, I think a lot of us think that just, you know, being happy is something that happens to us, or it's something to do with luck, which, you know, as a Jedi, I don't believe in luck, you right. already know that, <laughs> right. but uh, it's, it's, it's a choice, it's just like anything else in life, you know, your state of being, is, it's a choice. Things happen to you and affect you, but what you do past that is always a choice, you always have an ability capacity and a choice to make an opportunity to to sync with whatever came your way that hurts or to get up from it and dust yourself off and be happy and like anything else too it does take work you know it's as a musician playing guitar you know it's like i didn't become a decent guitar player overnight i had to practice a lot and really work at it to to learn how to you know shred and stuff like that and it's it's quite similar to that it's like playing guitar or riding a bike or being a painter the more you practice that, it, it, it does become second nature, and it does become um, kind of muscle memory, mental muscle memory, spiritual memory of a sort. So, yeah, the more, and I do work on it, man. I meditate a lot. That's my favorite thing to do today, um, even more so than playing music, believe it or not. Wow. It's uh, mindfulness, meditating, and just reading and practicing, you know, keeping that, that, that positive intent and energy going on in my mind, Let, letting my heart call the shots, as I like to say, rather than my brain. And... Um, because I, I think that our hearts are perfect. I think all the problems we face in life are it's damaging the mind, you know, that, um, that the heart can set straight. If we right. listen to the heart, we can muddle through the, the crap in the brain. And that I spend my time, I put a lot of effort into doing that, and that's, it does become easier, man. I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy So what's going on. It takes a lot to really get me rattled, like, like interrupting a Star Wars <laughs> right. trailer in Chicago. <laughs> that, I can see where that would just, you would just lose it. <laughs> oh, dude, that was funny, man. I felt like an ass, too. That was so funny. I think that's the only time, like, it's been a long time since I've, like, actually gotten snarky or snapped at anybody. <laughs> like, it, it's, I think it's been years. <laughs> that, and you guys, yeah, that, and I felt so embarrassed, too, of all the things, too. It wasn't, you know, a life or death situation. It was so Jake could hear the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> but, you know, Star Wars is, is, is a passion of yours, and, you know, and it was being disrupted, so... <clears throat> I'm a Jedi. I got angry for a second. Right. I had a, a Sith moment, you know. Everybody, everybody has a Sith moment, right? <laughs> totally. So, who are you know? And, and I'm not gonna say who's your favorite songwriter because it's just kind of like who's your favorite? What's your favorite song? It's it's impossible. But who are a handful of the songwriters that have inspired you over the years? 
Oh, wow. Um, let me think. Man, going back to, like, old school stuff, you know, with country, I'd probably have to say Hank Williams, you mm. know. I think he's the king and always will be. Um, uh, with rock and pop, too, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so I'm a huge fan of Paul McCartney and, and uh, John Lennon and George Harrison, the Beatles, in a nutshell. Um, who, so who, much stuff, who, man. Who, who do you think was better? Was it Paul or was it John? You know, that's a tough one, man. They're so different. Um, I'm, I'm a Paul McCartney guy myself, but I love, I think they were just, they complemented each other sure. so well. Sure. You know, I think they helped each other be probably two or three times as brilliant as they would have been otherwise. Sure. That's, and that, I that, that's exactly what I would say is, you know, it, without them to being together, they still would have been successful, but it wouldn't, they wouldn't have, you know, made as amazing music. It, it, it just upped it a couple of levels. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, man. I mean, the odds, like, you know, you had three of the greatest songwriters in pop history, in my opinion, in the same freaking band. Right. That's just insane, man. Like, that, you know, that hasn't happened before or since. And, you know, don't hold your breath for it happening again. Like, that's crazy. You know? um, let me think, though. I'm, let me get in the current, too. Um, there's a lot of stuff, man. Uh, but as far as friends and peers, um, I can't think of anyone like, there's so many good, good, great songwriters out there, but I think my faves, I tend to gravitate. Graham Lindsay. Oh, yes. Um, Graham is just like, he, you know, I aspire to be that good of a songwriter. Um, I feel the same way about uh, Joe Huber. Mm-hmm. Um, the Calamity Cubes, what they do individually and together. The Calamity Cubes are probably my favorite group in our scene right now mm-hmm. as far as on the acoustic side of things. I think that they're my favorite group. Um, for the harder, crazier sides, it's still the goddamn gallows. And for the same reasons, you got so much great songwriting between Mikey and Courtney uh, and Baby G, like and Joe. You got so much talent in that band. Um, man, Rachel Brooke, uh, Rachel Kate. Uh, man, my friend Nicole Pike here at home. She's a phenomenal songwriter. Um, Jake, of course, Jake's the killer songwriter. I mean, man, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. And, and surrounding <laughs> surrounding yourself. You know, with, like I said, as a musician and and being in uh, with so many songwriters around you, do you do you ever feel in, intimidated? I don't know if that's necessarily a good word, but um, no, not intimidated, man. Inspired. I, I feel like all of those people I mentioned, and and pretty much anybody we play with at Muddy Roots or at Farm Fest, you know, um, there's so much talent and passion going on with the songwriting and with the performance, you know, I think the, the vast majority of, of this scene, it's real stuff, you know, and that's always inspiring because even if I don't like the music per se, or I might think someone is, in my opinion, a better songwriter than someone else, you can still feel that raw energy of intent. When it's real and it's coming from the heart, man, that just, just fuels your fire like it, you know, and I'm sensitive to other people's energy, so I just resonate. Like I, like at the Spring Weekend or, um, uh, Dana Sippos played before me, and she was phenomenal. I'd never heard her before, and it just like, wow, blew me away. And I was just buzzing because I played right after her. I was so inspired by that; it stirred me up. And I think I probably played and sang better because it, you know, it gave me a charge. Sure. So definitely not intimidated. You know, it's I'm getting away from my son's puppy. His girlfriend just walked <laughs> by with uh, Luke, the uh, new golden retriever in the family. No. Luke as in Skywalker, of course. Of course. And, and and I guess that you know to to wrap up a final that that'd be it's a good segue to the final question is, 
you know, uh, let's say your your son came to you and said you wanted to be a musician. Now, you know, uh, it's in a songwriter. Um, we all know that it's not the easiest life to lead. It's not the, always the most, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's definitely difficult at times for you guys. Um, what kind of advice would you give him, your son, or even anybody that wanted to become a, a musician? Hmm. I think it just to do what you do because you love it um, and let the love lead you. Remember that, regardless of the stresses or the finances or the way the, the ball bounces. Um, if, if, you're, if you're doing it because you love it and you're doing what you love and you're putting that love into it and that's what's leading you, not some um, desire for fame or excess or notoriety or getting your ego stroked, um, you can't really go wrong. I, I, I look at it as it's all part of that process. You know, the, with the, the reward isn't being a millionaire or being, you know, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or anything like that or getting a Grammy. The reward is just being able to, to do it. You know, I, I feel like I've, um, you know, I'm well below the poverty line, but I feel like I'm the wealthiest man on the planet that I've just, I've been able to do this right. as long as I have. I've been able to tour around the country just so much. I'm getting ready to do my fifth European tour. I mean, that's the reward. It, just being able to do it. If you can do this, even if you're financially poor, you know, if, if you're able to do this, man, the, the trade-off, uh, it's so worth it for me, and that's if you keep that, you know, at the focal point of your brain and in your heart that you're loving it, and that's why you're doing it. And if you're not looking at it as a competition with other people, because that'll that'll run you into the ground so fast, right. the jealousy, bitterness, BS. You know, I think if you do that, you really can't go wrong. That's that would be my advice: is just to do what you love because you love it, and let that don't let anything interfere with that. Let that keep bringing true. Awesome, that's perfect. So, James, where do people go to 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 get your music and to get in touch with you and uh, see where you're on tour at? I've got um, this is funny timing because I just found out my website domain expired. I need to get my website back up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is fraudulent information at this at the time. Uh, but jameshoneycut.com uh, has links to my uh, the iTunes and the music uh, and uh, music dates. Facebook page and stuff like that. Um, you can also go to iTunes. I'm starting a band camp thing, uh, too, and um, getting ready for a tour. My fifth European tour starts. I fly to Belgium on June 16th Wow! Um, for Muddy Roots Europe, which will be the fourth Muddy Roots Europe. And then uh, I come home on the 22nd. Uh, let me think here. Got Ruckus in the Boonies in Hepner, Oregon with Dog Bite Harris. Oh, the yeah. end of July and then Farm Fest in early August. Muddy Roots again, Labor Day weekend in September in Cookville. And I think that's just about it um, for me right now. I like how you said, that's about it. It's like rattling off like two months worth of great stuff, and you're like, eh, that's, that's about it, you know. <laughs> oh, amazing stuff, amazing stuff. But I'm, I'm actually touring a lot less. I'm, I'm hoping to continue playing the festivals. But um, I used to be gone 250-plus nights a year playing shows, and now... I'm kind of looking at being home 250-plus nights a year and then touring the rest, kind of swapping the schedule so I can sleep a little more, have some family time, have some uncle time, you see this puppy and my family and stuff, and I've been writing a lot too, you know, awesome. just so I can do other things other than run myself into the ground playing shows every right. night, you know. 
Awesome. Well, James, it's an honor always to talk to you and hang out, and uh, it's definitely an honor to have you on on the new show. And uh, uh, thank you, thank you for uh, the music that you make, and thank you for the friendship. And um, I promise, I personally will never interrupt a Star Wars video ever. <laughs> I promise, I will never snap at you like that again. You <laughs> saw the one, the one moment when no. I was not happy and I got angry that uh, I slipped you and you caught it. But you, um, it just it goes to show that you know because you know James Honeycutt is the master of PMA, but it just goes to show you that he's still human. He's a Jedi, but he's a human. Oh, totally, man. You know, I'm I have the same same uh, get bothered by the same stuff and feel the same hurts and insecurities as anyone else, man. I'm just getting a little bit, uh, I think, a little bit better at dealing with it than I used to be, and that's all. You know. Right on. All right, well, we're gonna, we, me and James talked about it at the beginning of the show, and we're going to play the song again. That way everybody can kind of absorb what you talked about and listen to uh, the song again and hopefully get even more out of it. All right, thanks, James, for being on the show. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too. I don't care where you came from. Don't care much where you've been. I don't give a damn about what they say. I'm really one to judge Try not to hold a grudge Even if you rub me the wrong way For there's more to life than we will ever know And more sides to truth than life could ever show Some tell me I'm a fool to hold out Time and risk the fall. Don't tell me that I sin just because I look within. We all have our rights and our wrongs. And it's hard to choose a side when blood flows out from pride. And I clearly hear us singing the same songs. Yes, there's more to this than we will ever know. Sides to truth than life could ever show. Don't tell me I'm a fool to reach out my hand to everyone, every time, and risk the fall. I've opened up my heart only to have it torn apart. So many times I've chased it. Down the lane Walked away Both proud and tall Been thrown out About two foot small And I'm still burning From the flame Yes there's more to love Than we will ever know And more sides to truth Than life could ever show so don't tell me I'm a fool To reach out my hand To everyone, every time and risk the fall To everyone, every time and risk the fall To everyone, every time and risk the fall
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.